ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It is Thursday, May 20th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the White Claw phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. White Claw, Hurt Seltzer, it is made pure. Coming up today on the program, we're going to hear from Jay Silverman, Director of Marketing and production for the West Virginia Power. He joins me here in the 5.30 segment. Coming up here in about 10 minutes, we're going to speak with the new assistant coach for the Marshall women's basketball team, Jenna Burdett. She'll join us here and say about 15 minutes, give or take. So we'll talk to her, get her thoughts on taking position at Marshall. As I mentioned, your phone calls also on Twitter, at Paul Swan. There's a lot to get into. Let's start with Marshall recruiting again. This is not my forte because this means you have to keep constant visual on all of this. And let's just be honest. I'm good letting a guy like Tom Bragg over at Herd 247. I'm good. Let him do all that work. He does a great job of it. I'm just going to follow along what he says. And that's why from time to time he's going to be on the show because he's going to do a fantastic job on telling you what's happening because he's watching that all day. I just find out when I follow Tom's. Sometimes I see some things, like, for example, Austin P. defensive lineman Tyquaz Legs from Tennessee. He is committed to Marshall. And honestly, I want to say this right now. I think Coach Huff has made my job a lot easier because if I need something to talk about, I just go to Twitter, pull up Coach Huff's Twitter account, and see what he's talking about. And, and really, that sometimes can be my day. Just figuring out what Coach Huff is going to talk about, and then, like for example, let's uh, let's go. Here we go. Let's just see what we can come up with right now. So we go to Twitter. If you, you pull up Charles C. Huff, and you know he'll retweet things. So 22 hours ago, the herd just got bigger, and he's got a Steph Curry gift. Wrong one to have. You should have had a LeBron one, Coach. But we're going to let that slide. So he'll retweet stuff. Makes my job a lot easier. So I appreciate Coach Huff. But every time something happens, he's right there on Twitter. It's like he's got them all queued up in drafts. The herd just got bigger. The herd just got bigger. So he's winning social media. Hasn't coached the game yet for the Thundering Herd. But right now, winning the social media battle and helping me do this job the way I want to. So I appreciate that. So you're getting a defensive lineman added to the herd. Committed. A lot of I can't wait to see all these kids come on campus. It feels like there's 70 or 80 of them. I know that's not the case, but it feels like there's 70 or 80 kids that right there are all going to be showing up at the same time. Competition is going to be interesting this year for spots on this team. That's for sure. So recruiting news today, more added to the herd. The herd just got bigger. That, that should be the name of the update. The herd just got bigger. We turn our attention to some of the other things that are happening at Marshall. For one, congratulations to Allie Harrell, Sage Pye, named to the National Fast Pitch Coaches Association All Mideast Region teams. Harrell was first team, uh, Pye was on the third team. So good things are happening for the softball team. So congratulations to them uh, also for the Thundering Herd. Uh, some good news. I mean, we really don't follow much, but 
Marshall will continue in track. There's going to be uh, a few qualifiers for the pre-tournament. So there's some good news there from the track and field team. Um, I don't follow track and field as much as I should, and, and so we're going to fix that. But you know, we forget sometimes that one of the biggest beneficiaries of the indoor practice facility was the fact that he finally had a, a decent place to run track, to practice. So congratulations to everyone involved for the Thundering Herd. Now, later on when we talk to Jay Silverman, a couple of things we're going to get into with him. Just kind of give you a preview. They've got three exhibition games coming up against the Black Sox. It's a Road Warrior Pro baseball team from the Yenzer League. So we'll find out a little bit more about the Black Sox. Also, if you were with us a few days ago, we told you that Aaron Blair has signed with the West Virginia Power, so he's looking for an opportunity to try to get back on with the Major League team. So he is playing with the West Virginia Power, hoping that someone will find him. But at the same time, he's playing to win, as a lot of these guys are. So we'll talk to Jay about that. Aaron, Aaron's a good get. You're trying to build interest in this team, so if you can get a few more in-state kids that are right at that major league level, triple-A level, major league level, trying to get to the majors or get back to the majors, I think you'll generate some interest with some fans. Because, again, you go to the major league ballpark, you're there for the baseball, but it's got to be an event as well, right? You go to minor league baseball, it's always going to be an event. That's the first thing. What can we do at the ballpark? So those are important things. And so we'll talk to Jay about Aaron Blair being a part of the West Virginia Power. We're going to talk Marshall women's basketball with you. I can't wait to talk to Jenna Burdett, find out more about her. So that's coming up. We'll take our break now, come back. Do all that when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Still to come, we're going to hear from Jay Silverman, Director of Marketing for the West Virginia Power. The Power have exhibition games coming up this weekend against the Black Sox. They're a Road Warriors pro baseball team out of the Yenzer League. But we turn our attention now to basketball. Yesterday, Marshall had basketball coach Tony Kemper making the announcement that Jenna Burdett joining the Thundering Herd women's basketball staff. We had Coach Kemper on yesterday. He told me everything I needed to know about Jenna, but I still need to talk to Jenna. So Jenna's with us now on the program. Uh, Tony talked you up, Coach. Um, He said that you were going to be, I I guess the impression I got from him was, you're the good cop on the sideline with him now, and Lexi is going to be the bad cop. Oh, that's fine with me. I think that's I got the easier job of the two then. Well, he said that Lexi talked a little bit more trash, so I, I don't know if that's going to be a, a point of contention, if you're going to be the trash talker, but that was uh, the impression I got from Coach yesterday. Oh, I don't back down from a trash talk, so I guess we can share that role. Okay, fair enough. Jenna Burdett, my guest, she is uh, taking uh, the job as an assistant basketball coach with Tony Kemper and the Marshall women's team. What made Marshall a good fit for you? I think Marshall has a great program going. I think they're going in the right direction. And Coach Kemper, he's been great in this whole process. It's taken a while to get hired, but I'm finally excited to get closer to home to my family. It's about an hour and a half to my family. So it'll be the closest I've lived 
to them in about six years. So I'm super excited for that and just to be able to coach basketball again. Yeah, Coach alluded to that yesterday. He wouldn't mention the the particular area, particular color of green that's uh, associated with where you're from. So, you know, he twitched a little bit when we brought it up, but that means you get to stay home a little closer in the same time. You get to be a part of a program that, as you mentioned, is progressing, growing, your Conference USA. But you came from a program last season in Northern Kentucky. They're pretty good in basketball as well. Yeah, we had a pretty great year last year. Um, I was only here a season, but really enjoyed it, really enjoyed the area and our program there in the Horizon League. Um, they're just getting better every year as well. So it's, I'm excited for another transition, but really excited to be a part of the Herd family now. When you are finally able to take to the court, get on campus, and, and and be with the team, with the with the coaching staff, what are you looking to bring to this program? What do you think your major contribution will be? Yeah, I think my major contribution, other than you know the basketball piece in terms of on the court, would just be the relationship piece. I think that's a huge part that doesn't always get taken account for, and that's just you know, knowing every player and actually getting to know them as a person instead of just a basketball player. I think when the staff does that, it really translates to the court. And I think, you know, having two females on staff now will be good for the players to be able to have two two coaches there to connect with that, you know, are kind of younger and kind of new to the game. And, you know, we both played Division One basketball, so we've kind of been in their shoes and be able to help mentor them and, you know, get them ready for life after basketball. My guest, she was hired by Coach Kemper to be a part of the women's basketball team, Jenna Burdett. She's going to be taking the role as an assistant coach. And I talked to Tony about that yesterday, the fact that you're still pretty young in your career. You've played. You have the ability to go out and be on court if need be. And that's something that Coach Kemper talked to me about. He said he liked your answer in the interview process when you said, look, if I have to, I'll just have to go out on court. If we need someone to practice against, I'm out there. Yeah, I mean, that's that's no problem. I think we, you know, when I played, we had assistant coaches that would jump in. So I guess I kind of just thought that was normal. And he told me after the interview, he said, I really like that answer. And I was like, well, you know, you just got to do what you got to do sometimes. And especially with COVID and can't have practice players all the time. So um, playing against, you know, someone experienced uh, will always help a team. You think that's a trend? That's the exception? Because it feels like that's an advantage today. You're able to get out there and not just coach, but you're actually able to go demonstrate either by showing how it's done. I mean, you've got that advantage there. You've played. You've had a, a pretty good career in the Atlantic 10 all-rookie team, you know, you were an all-conference selection. You're among an elite group of, of women who have uh, hit the 1,000-point mark at Dayton. So you've done it a lot. You've seen it all, and you're still able to probably go out there and do that. Yeah, I think it is an advantage for us um, having Lexi and I out there to be able to do that. That way our players see different options. You know, we can play a certain way. So that way they can just really learn the game and be able to read all the different options that come with us, you know, playing a different way every possession. I think, you know, we'll be able to do that and it'll definitely be an advantage for us. You think also that 
the fact that your resume, you have a championship resume, you have a pedigree of winning. What do you see when you look at this Marshall program? What was your evaluation? I mean, there's potential there, but when you started researching, getting a kind of a feel of what is this program about? What do I have to work with? You know, what do you think that was maybe missing? And does you having that background maybe bring some of that here, a culture of winning to try to get this team to the next level? Yeah, you know, I don't know if there's a whole lot missing. I think, you know, it's uh, recruiting kids who have won in high school, who have won state championships in high school carries over. I mean, you know, when you're used to winning and then you get to a season where, you know, you lose a few games here and, a row, uh, here and there and a few games in a row, it's really, you know, mentally it's hard. And I think having winners and recruiting kids that have won in high school is important. And I think we have, you know, a few kids on our team who have won state championships. So I think that'll carry over well. And, you know, last year was a tough year for everyone with COVID and, you know, players missing games here and there. And when you have a couple of players that have missed, you know, just from COVID and that were your leaders, that's tough. And I think transitioning into this next year, hopefully it won't be like that with, you know, the vaccine. So I think a championship mindset has carried throughout and will will show this next season. Jenna Burdett, my guest, she has joined the Marshall women's basketball team. She's going to be an assistant coach with head coach Tony Kemper. So researching this team, kind of getting a feel for what you've got, anyone stand out to you or are you still a little early in the process of trying to evaluate what you're going to be working with as far as talent, who you've got? Yeah, I mean, it's still early in the process, but I'm excited to, you know, I get to coach the guards. Um, you know, that's my background. I was a point guard in college and, you know, I've obviously watched uh, Savannah Wheeler, who was a point guard last year. I'm excited to get to work with her. I think her and I actually play similar styles when I was in school. So it'll be fun to get to teach her and just get to learn her game. But, you know, I'm really excited for that. Joining us on the program is Jenna Burdett. She's going to be joining the Marshall women's basketball team. Talking to Coach Kemper yesterday, I was trying to get a feel for how difficult this whole process has been. He he alluded to that he hasn't had the opportunity to have everyone together just yet. And you've gone through this process as well. Just how relieved are you going to be where we are finally getting to a point where we can get back on the court with everybody. Everybody can be in the same room. Recruiting is going to be happening mm-hmm. soon here. You know, what was your experience trying to navigate everything happening during the pandemic? Yeah. So I was actually a director of operations at Northern Kentucky before coming here. So dealing with all the COVID protocols, dealing with all our travel and meals. Um, like you said, we couldn't have our team in one room together to eat a team meal before the game. So I'm relieved that hopefully that's not an issue this year. Hopefully we can do team building activities. I think that hurt a lot of teams this past year, just not being together and getting to know each other on a personal level and not just how they play basketball. And, you know, when you talk about recruiting, that's, you know, kids, are coming to school this year and haven't been on campus before. You know, they didn't get to have official visits last season. So I think that'll be huge for us in June. Hopefully we'll get a couple kids on campus. And I think that, you know, for everyone in the country, that'll be huge. You also are one of two new hires. You've got Lexi Barrier, we alluded to earlier, standout from Ironton High School. She's had a a great career as well. Um, 
What do you know about her? As um, she's, I'm sure, you know, it's important you know who you work with. So, you know, what do you know about your your new coworker? Yeah, I've actually known Lexi for a while. We uh, grew up playing in the same AAU organization. She was a few years younger than me. Um, we actually played against each other in college when she was at James Madison. So I, you know, obviously haven't seen Lexi in a while, but I know she had a great year at NC State, who was obviously one of the top programs in the country. And I know she brings a lot to the table. She's super energetic, super great person, and I'm excited to just get to work with her. Who got the better of whom when you went up against her? <laughs> uh, we, we won, actually. Wasn't going to mention that, but... <laughs> I mean, I'm going to ask that question. You don't have to, but I'm going to. <laughs> yeah, we played them, I think, my senior year, actually, and we got better than them. But it was a good game, very good game. Okay. Um, are you going to remind her of that if you haven't already? I have not, but I mean, maybe. Okay. That's, I think it's fair game. And if you don't, I will next time I have her on. So don't <laughs> okay. worry. I, I will be the bad guy for you. But uh, <laughs> Coach Kemper, uh, as, a, as a coach, you mentioned, you know, him, you know, this program. You know, what do you know of him? He is um, definitely a person that has a, a personality that he gets along with everybody, it, it feels like, but you, know, you really feel his excitement and passion. Um, you know, was there something about him that made you think, okay, this is, you know, I want to work with this guy. I want to work and contribute to what he's building. Was there anything maybe you can put your finger on there? Yeah. I mean, I coach Kemper. He's been just so straightforward through this whole process. He, you know, he doesn't, you know, overemphasize things that aren't actually true, which is, you know, not, you know, you don't get that a lot nowadays. Um, him, he's just so passionate about basketball, and I'm so excited to get to work with someone who's, you know, willing to take my ideas and willing to teach me. And, you know, just today he's called me a couple random times just to talk about transition offense and just going through it on the phone with me, you know, since I'm not on campus yet. So that's been great. I just I love to sit down and I can talk about basketball for hours, and I feel like he's the same way. So I'm excited to just focus in on basketball, focus in on recruiting, and get this thing rolling. How's house hunting? Because that was uh, that was a theme of yesterday. Uh, the house hunting was uh, priority number one. So I'm sure you had to hit the ground running. Yeah, I toured a couple houses yesterday. I still haven't found a place. Um, <laughs> thankfully, Marshall is kind enough to offer some, you know, temporary housing for me until I find a place. Hopefully, around June 1st, but. It's been an interesting process, that's for sure. I've moved a lot, so I'm used to it, but haven't found a place yet. I understand. I mean, first day, you're not going to find that perfect place just on the first day, I wouldn't think. Yeah, so I've got a little bit of time, so hopefully it comes sooner rather than later so I don't live out of a suitcase. <laughs> Speaking of where you're living now, how familiar were you with Huntington before you decided to take the job? I mean, Marshall is one thing, but the surrounding community, what was your early impression or what are your impressions? Yeah, actually, when I was little and growing up and, and into high school, I played AAU for West Virginia Thunder, which then at that time was based out of Huntington. So I actually came to Huntington a couple times a week um, just growing up. So I'm very familiar with the area. I hadn't been probably since my AAU days, so. I'm not super familiar with Marshall, but I've been on campus a couple times already just from the interview and was there this week. So I'm 
it's a nice town. I think it's, you know, really coming up. I saw a lot of older buildings downtown that just looked like they're being remodeled. And when you look online at apartments, you know, everything just seems to be going in the right direction. My guest, she is the uh, new assistant coach with uh, Coach Kemper for the Marshall women's team, Jenna Burdett. Uh, coach, congratulations. Thanks for doing this. Uh, I really appreciate it yeah. and uh, look forward to having you back soon once we get closer to basketball season. Yeah, thanks, Paul. Thanks for having me. It's been fun. Jenna Burdett, she's going to be on Tony Kemper's staff. And I can't wait to get her on campus uh, full-time and uh, see where this program is going. I'm excited. I'm excited where Coach has uh, been bringing this program. I keep saying that, and, and I'm going to continue to say that. I, I think Coach Kemper is the right guy for this job right now, and uh, I think this team is going to break through soon. Uh, when we continue, we're going to talk baseball. Jay Silverman, he's the director of marketing for the West Virginia Power. He joins me next here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Our phone lines this hour brought to you by White Claw, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. White Claw, hard seltzer made pure. Joining us now on the program, Jay Silverman, Director of Marketing for the West Virginia Power. The Power are back in action, and a lot of good things are happening with the team, and he now joins us on the show. Jay, good catching up with you. Uh, Being excited to do this for a couple of weeks. Uh, we got baseball back in the capital city. That's right. We got baseball back after 20 months of not having live-action baseball here at Appalachian Power Park. We're very happy and excited to have baseball back here in the big city of Charleston, West Virginia. And you start off with a bang. You sign Aaron Blair with the power. I mean, that's a good get. That's a, a fan favorite for a lot of Marshall fans. So I'm sure you're ensuring yep. a lot of herd fans wanting to come up and see at least Aaron pitch when he's on the mound. Absolutely. Uh, matter of fact, he'll be pitching Saturday night, this Saturday night, uh, which is an exhibition game versus the Yenzer League Black Sox. He will actually be in a Black Sox uniform, believe it or not, thrown against our power players. So uh, it should be an exciting game. It'll be uh, himself as well as David Kubiak uh, pitching for us on Saturday night and, of course, opening the exhibition game on Friday night, uh, which uh, the game time there starts at 7.05, will be Eric Sakula, who is also uh, a Marshall guy and also from Hurricane, who also won a 2006 championship there with the high school there in Hurricane. Uh, so, yeah, so lots of great uh, pitching uh, coming out this weekend, and we love to see everybody out here for it. What can we expect this year from the West Virginia Power? I know yeah, new organization, new league, yeah, higher level of baseball. This is going to be yeah. still power baseball, but there are a lot of changes that come with it. So what can you tell us yeah, about absolutely. Yeah, it's going to be exciting, I'm sure. Yeah, for us, you know, we're we're uh, used to here in Charleston, West Virginia, the single A uh, level, low, low low A level for uh, one of the affiliates. Either it was Seattle before, or it was uh, the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates. So you know, you usually get kind of the uh, younger uh, kids that come through here. You know, just kind of doing their assignment uh, for their affiliate, trying to get up to the big show. But what we have here in Charleston, West Virginia, are former major league players as well as guys who have uh, you know been through the system uh, for quite a few years who are just trying to get that second chance to get back into the game. Um, so we really look at it as kind of a more of a higher class 
than the regular uh, minor league system. So I guess if you can go through single A to triple A, you have yourself your regular minor league system, where here you got major leagues and you got us, the, the 4A level, I guess you can call it. It's kind of what we don't really call it, but that's kind of what we say um, because you have the high uh, caliber of players that are uh, playing for us. To try to get fans maybe familiar with some of the new teams they're going to be facing off against, we start with the Black Sox. Um, They're a Road Warrior pro baseball team. As we mentioned, the Yinzer League. What is all of that about? Yeah, the Yinzer League is just a kind of a development league for the independent leagues. You have the Atlantic League, the Frontier League, and the American League. And we are, I guess you could say, uh, partners with Major League Baseball. So the Yenzer League up there in Washington, uh, Pennsylvania, has uh, about four teams, uh, four to six teams, I believe. Um, and those uh, teams are developing players that we sometimes have to uh, go into their pool and get players for. I believe the Yenzer League, uh, since they've been in conception for since 2018, they've brought over 200 players into our independent league ball, uh, which, of course, the Atlantic League has uh, probably taken some players from there as well. Um, for us in the Atlantic League, um, we are in the Southern Division uh, with the Lexington Legends. So if you're familiar with uh, those uh, that team uh, from the uh, uh, Sally League, um, they join us here in the Atlantic League, uh, along with uh, Estonia and High Point. And in the Northern Division, you got the Long Island Ducks, who won it all in 2019 with Lancaster, uh, the York Revolution, the Southern Maryland Blue Crab. So you got an eight-team uh, Atlantic League. Uh, again, we are partners with Major League Baseball, so they kind of use our league uh, to do sometimes a little bit of rule changes, maybe some experimental things, like maybe moving the uh, rubber on the pitching mound back 12 inches, which is what we're doing in August, uh, just to see if we can create uh, a little extra time, maybe for a batter, to try to get on base to create more more excitement. Um, stolen bases, you might see some more of that this year because of the fact that uh, in order to pick off somebody, um, you have to actually step off the rubber before you can actually throw the ball. So there's a lot of different minor rule changes that uh, are, get experimented upon in this league because we're partners of Major League Baseball. So they like to kind of run some experiments to us. So at times we accept the challenge and we uh, try it out for them. Um, you don't really test it out in the minor league market as much because those guys are trying to get to the show. So they don't want to change the game. So they use us to sometimes do experiments with, and it's always fun. For a regular fan, it's just baseball is normal, and we're very excited for it. Yeah, baseball and, of course, the baseball experience still happening at Power Park because I keep seeing these promotional emails. You've got Wiz Khalifa. You've got concerts galore. You've got so many events happening. Uh, I, oh, don't, yeah. I don't think anything's missed a beat, really. No, it hasn't, really. We've, uh, you know, just, you know, didn't have a 2020 season, so we want to make sure we come back in full force, let our fans know that Appalachian Power Park is, is here, not just for baseball, but also for just the full family entertainment. Again, we got the Wiz Khalif and the uh, uh, Bone Thugs uh, and Harmony uh, concert, as well as the Midland Country concert coming out here as well, so... And we'll have many concerts to announce as well as, as time goes through the schedule here. Anything you can uh, reveal? I know the Power are well-known for fun promotions. Uh, what do you have sure. maybe that you can preview, or is there anything you maybe you can break yeah. right now? Absolutely. Well, a lot of different things. Uh, we, we, everyone's used to seeing fireworks on the weekends, so we thought we'd really amp up our game. And on Saturday nights, we're showing a mega blast fireworks show. So we're giving a huge show. 
on Saturday night. So when you come out to the game, but you know, we thought we'd give you a little bit more. We're going to do 20 shows this year of fireworks. We're also going to give you a midweek fireworks show because we think getting through hump day is an important uh, day of the week. So we're also going to have some fireworks on our hump day Wednesdays. So we're going to have a wonderful fireworks show for you on those home games. Uh, one of the other great things we're also having this year is we have Pride Night coming on Thursday, June 10th, for, uh, uh, presented by uh, Element Federal Credit Union. Um, we also have our Reds Hall of Fame weekend, which is on Saturday, June 19th, and also on the 20th. And we have some extra cool things uh, down the line as well, including a, the world-famous crazy hot dog vendor and, of course, um, the Legends of Wrestling, which we're bringing in Sergeant Slaughter, which will be a great time as well. And further down the road, we also have, um, we're giving away a diamond ring to the ladies. So you got to dig it up out of the field. So that should be a good uh, promotion to watch after the game. And we're going to give away some used cars because who needs a good ride, right? If you might need a good ride. It's COVID. It's trying to help people out. I mean, so I could use a good ride. A couple used cars. Yeah. There you go. I need I don't that. know how good of a ride it's going to be. As long as it runs, we're, we're going to do our best to make sure that uh, we get a bunch of used cars out here and give them away. So Sergeant Slaughter, last oh, yeah. time I saw Sergeant Slaughter, he was uh, he was at then the Funny Bone, which was a comedy club in Huntington, and he put me in a headlock. That was the last time I saw Sergeant Slaughter. <laughs> he put you in a headlock. Well, you can come out again. We'll see if he'll put you in a headlock again. I'm so, sure he would. Uh, Sergeant he, Slaughter. <laughs> he's Sergeant Slaughter. Yeah, of course he is. Yeah, he'll be out here on Friday, August 20th. Uh, should be a great time for that. Uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, get warmed up. He'll put you in a headlock for sure, um, but he'll be out here for that. Jay Silverman is joining me, Director of Marketing for the West Virginia Power. Now, the exhibition block is Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, this is a precursor to the season coming up. It's uh, happening quicker than we thought. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we're trying to basically cram four months of uh, a preseason work that goes into putting a season together in six weeks. So we're we're doing the best we can, and we're looking forward to you know getting the players warmed up. And uh, you know, the players are almost all here. And uh, we're going to get them going this weekend here with uh, some wonderful exhibition games. So very excited for that. Aaron Blair. Again, you're right. It's uh, Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say Aaron Blair is going to be on the mound in a, in a Black Sox uniform, of all things. That's right. Yeah, Saturday again. Uh, the game time is 635 on Saturday. Uh, Aaron Blair will be facing, <laughs> facing his own teammates. So it'll be, it'll be fun to watch. And, of course, having said that, he'll be uh, facing off one of probably the best pitchers in the league uh, in Kubiak. So uh, you're going to see some great talent on the mound on Saturday. So definitely a great show. Again, that's David Kubiak for the power uh, against uh, his teammate. So it'll be Aaron Blair uh, pitching for the Black Sox on Saturday. So that game time is 635. Gates open a half hour prior. So we, we look forward to seeing everybody out there. And, of course, Friday night, 705 game start. Another Marshall guy, uh, the legend of Hurricane himself, Eric Sakula. Uh, he will be uh, pitching on Friday. So, very excited. Jay Silverman, my guest, Director of Marketing for the West Virginia Power. Jay, good talking to you. I can't wait to do it again soon. Uh, we appreciate it. Anytime. Give us a call. That's Jay Silverman. He's from the West Virginia Power, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. The Power and Exhibition Action taking on the Black Sox. They are a road warrior team out of the Yenzer League. We will get your phone calls in now at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Our phone lines are brought to you by White Claw Heart Seltzer, Made Pure. More coming up here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. 
You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Final segment for today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You still enjoying the glow of Marshall winning the national championship against third-ranked Indiana? Division I soccer champions. Jameel Roberts with his third straight game winner of the NCAA tournament with that golden goal in the 98th minute. You want to hear it again? I do. Joseph now again, one to cut in on that right foot like he always does. Laid off to Diaz. He'll take a shot, bounces back. Still Diaz! Shot! Dicks through! It's hit across! That doesn't get old, does it? It does not get old. And you saw the celebration. You saw the fan support. Chris Grassy, he knows Marshall fans are the best. He talked about that fan support. Immense credit. I mean, what an atmosphere. Did uh, the last person to leave Huntington turn the lights out? It's just been, I mean, this has been absolutely incredible. I mean, this is a, this shows you, you know, for, for all those, you know, people out there looking for schools, and I know there's a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of mid-major schools that have great programs, you know, and, and hopefully we've, we've won it for them as much as, as much as for us. But generating that crowd, you know, having the, the, the herd nation here and having them be such a big part of this has just given us that extra boost, given us that extra energy. This was amazing tonight. You know, I think we would have bought every ticket. If they had, had tw- twice as many tickets, we would have bought every ticket. You know, the guys were tailgating cheering us on and the pressure got bigger for us but the support was in twice as big as the pressure you know and they really made it possible for us and what an environment they created for for our guys to play soccer in I mean absolutely hats off to them love every one of them I think I got a, a back-breaking hug from at least 50 percent of them today so you know very very proud to be a part of this group fan support was there in Cary North Carolina at this complex the vet Fan support's have been there. And of course, I've been watching social media. People are buying their championship shirts and, and going crazy about that. I haven't seen that kind of activity since maybe 1992. I know I'm aging myself here where everybody was wanting a 1AA championship shirt. So kind of get that feeling once again. And you talk about what made this possible or who made this possible. A lot of it was Chris Grassy. He, he saw what was happening at Marshall and realized that this is a place where I can win. I can win a national championship here. They're they're committed to soccer. And when I talked to him earlier this week after the win, I just wanted to get his thoughts on Mike Hamrick. Mike Hamrick was a partner in this. Mike has talked about, hey, I don't know much about soccer. You know, I, I just I'm gonna let him do his thing. Yeah. And that was wise. But Mike made the decision to bring in Chris Grassy and try to win a national championship and it paid off and a lot of it has to do with the investment that Mike Hamrick made and the vision he saw when the soccer field needed replaced. He went all in, and he's been a great partner for Chris Grassy. Yeah, it's it's uh, the support from from Mike and, and from Jeff has been fantastic. You know, uh, I think the the facility. Obviously, I was in Charleston watching that thing go up, and it was always. Um, you know, watching it go up, and it was like, man, that looks like a nice place. That that looks like a place you could you could uh, 
you can play some good soccer in and, and you know Mike's been been totally supportive he's been the first one to tell you he doesn't know anything about soccer but he knows what he likes you know and uh, he's he's kind of give us the the freedom and and sort of left us alone to to get on with it and and you know we've had the support when we needed it so yeah you know hats off to him and and you know this is uh, you know as much for for all the guys in the athletic department the facilities guys who plow on the field Chris who plow on the field at uh, for eight hours when it snowed and, and our academic staff and our trainers or marketing people you know everybody and that's all you know you know all down to to mike and and the people who've you know people he's put in place to to kind of make this all happen so you know fantastically grateful for the opportunity that he gave me so we're talking about mike hamrick as your athletic director here for the next few years give him an opportunity to do that for baseball that would be a tragedy i know we've been kind of hanging, okay, when we're going to get a contract announcement, when we're going to find out, when will we hear, what's the extension going to be, how is this going to go down, why haven't we heard anything, all of that. And I'm hoping that we're going to hear that here in the next few days, that you know, Mike is going to have an extension on his contract, let him do for baseball what he has been able to do for soccer. I mean, the pandemic has really thrown everyone back, and I think now that we're, we're crawling out of this, it's baseball's turn. We want soccer to win national championships. We now want baseball to be competitive and compete on a yearly basis. We want to be able to see Jeff Wagner be able to recruit to the facility, bring a kid in and not have to worry about, okay, coach, where's this stadium? Where's the field? Where do you play? And instead of recruiting to a blueprint, recruiting to a facility. That's what I'm hoping we see over the next few years. Because honestly, look at what happened for soccer. You're all of a sudden committed to soccer. You're competitive in soccer. You won a national championship in soccer. And I'd like to see baseball be something that you can anchor that portion of campus and anchor that portion of Huntington down with a brand-new state-of-the-art baseball facility. You can have youth events there. You can maybe make a play for the state tournament. You have so many options with a new stadium. And, of course, facilities matter. Facilities matter. Marshall in football was surging. Marshall was doing well in football. It needed that stadium next step. Marshall gets the new stadium. Marshall all of a sudden is very competitive in the 90s because you had a facility you could recruit to. You had a facility and you had a commitment. And unfortunately, the commitment went away. It was here we are. We've arrived. We have arrived. Look at us. And I think the play here has to be, okay, we have made... The first step in a long journey. Marshall has won a championship in soccer. Let's be consistent now and try for two. Let's try to be a program that can add stars to the shield, the logo, for many years to come. Let's give baseball that opportunity as well. And that's going to do it for this edition. Thanks for tuning in. I'll be back tomorrow. We'll do it all over again with you here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.